Are you I'm ready? All, I'm, I am ready. I'm already screaming at the top of my lungs. Ooh. I can tell because my garage band is very mad at me. Um, guys, welcome to Talking Pictures Podcast. This, this is my name is Dave. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Evan, as always. And this is episode twenty-four. Mm, it might be. I'm not sure. We've done <laughs> so is. many. I've lost track. It, it is. It is episode twenty-four. Last most time was Flora Florence and Stop Making Sense. West Anderson Netflix. No one will save you. Reptile love for sight. Totally killing their creator. This episode is a new one. I and hope this so. This is the twenty-fourth episode of the of the. We're doing a repeat. We're doing a repeat episode. We're going to do it again. We're going to do a redo because wow. uh, we had some no-nos last time. Yeah, we got in trouble with the sponsors. <laughs> did we really? <laughs> oh God. Um, when did Flamin' Hot Cheetos leave us as a sponsor? Was that? <laughs> yeah, no, that was that back in Ju- that was, July. That was our, our biggest problem. Was yeah, no, I think so. <laughs> yeah, we just lost that whole demographic. Yeah, what's up, man? Not much, bro. How are you? Going good. What's, what are, what's happening? What are we talking about tonight? We have four big movies slash TV shows. So we have Killers of the Flower Moon, Martin Scorsese's latest film starring Leonardo DiCaprio. We have Pain Hustlers, Netflix's new film with Chris Evans and Emily Blunt. Yeah. Also on Netflix, we have <laughs> a TV show that Dave finished that I only watched the premiere episode of which was the fall of the house of usher and we have another netflix original in fair play starring alden ehrenreich and phoebe dinevore this is what it feels like dinevore dinevore Mm -hmm. something along those lines this is what it feels like to you know i haven't felt like to, to be one up above you're superior tonight. yeah that's yeah. what it, that's what you were superior like, last to episode superior. too you know? you know i don't want to like you you said it i did right but <laughs> king david <laughs> feels good sitting feels on good his to throne finally to be ahead of the game and and uh i'm actually watched the rest of the movies of the year already i'm good i'm in a good spot um i already watched the rest of you my, don't even need me uh, no actually so. guys welcome back to D- talking dave dave talking <laughs> pictures <laughs> Tonight's gonna be a great night. I'm not too excited about the slate, but we'll be our we'll figure Ooh. out. <laughs> uh oh. We'll, we'll stumble our way through this. Dave is pessimistic huh? tonight. Usually he's pumped. I know, guys. This is the second episode in the new in the studio on the set. So like, I'm I'm gonna call it that because that's true. Fuck you. Is up oh, there. Yeah. It is first one. Uh oh. <laughs> so yeah, no. Like I actually got I got it set up. So if you watch the the in- Instagram video of footage from the show, there's um some like I'm I'm good. I'm in a spot. I'm in a spot. So tonight's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm with um, you. I I'm also not enthusiastic about this slate, but okay, you know it's been it's been like a, a lackluster fall season so far yeah. I'm, I'm, i was hoping october would kind of pick up with movies and whatnot but yeah. i haven't been thrilled man i no. it, who knows what the the writer's strike and the actor strike has has done for our oscar season and just the slate of movies in september and october it really seemed to put a little bit of a dent into things i, I don't even know do you think it really affected it because these well, movies have already pushed. been Things got pushed. Yeah. But I guess, I guess that's what affected. These things right. were already made. They were right. they were already trash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, they were already coming out bad. That is true. So like, I don't know. Yeah. I know I know certain releases got pushed into November and December and some into next year or so. Had to have played some sort of part. Yeah. But, you know, we, we, we push through. We're pushing through. We have to. Yeah. It's well, November officially, soon, but we're not going to talk about the. It is officially Happy yeah. birthday, birthday. We're birthday, just going to talk yeah. about all the trailers we're hyped for. Yeah, and just uh, leave the past in the past, right? Yeah, for sure. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for something to blow me away, and it's yeah. been, it's been a minute. And it, you know, it's probably like, since Oppenheimer, it's been kind yeah. of just you know downhill. Yeah, it's been like there's been hopefuls, and they just like yeah. I don't know. I don't. Know. We'll get to it, but like this slate isn't too hot for me. No, not too hot. So and there's just something like that. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> well put. You understand. Thank you very Beautiful. much. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Yeah. Poetry from spitting from my tip of my mouth. You want to talk about birthdays real quick? Yeah, man. It's officially November. Yeah. Today is November 5th. Today is November 5th. So, who are we celebrating? Man, oh, man. Uh-oh. Do I have some birthdays lined up today? I'm ready. Big happy birthday to Chris Jenner. 68. Okay. That's the mom. The mom. Right? I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. At first, I, I was <laughs> trying to think of who that was. Like, Fuck, I know it's one of them, huh? Yeah. <laughs> could be she any. looks good. Actually, it could be any of them. All I of her is probably it. not 68 years old, though. So. <laughs> Some will be Lips. there after, for sure. Body parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of her, that's what's nice about, that's what I love about Chris Jenner, is that she. some of her will be here forever. That's true. Yeah. A lot of the Jenners will last forever, <laughs> is what I think, you know? Unfortunately. Oh, man. Jason Kelsey. Travis's brother. Taylor's future brother-in-law. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a... Some... You know, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. Jason's his brother. Oh, that's her boyfriend? Yeah. Where have you been? When now, <laughs> hold on a second, because the last one I was Matt Healy. That's the one I was on. Right. That was like, I where have was... you been? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I know I've seen a lot of TikToks where people were like, like cut, like they cut to like Taylor the whole game at the football game. Yeah, yeah and they're just like, she's fucking drinking something. Cut to her right now, and right. they're like, holy shit, she's, they are doing that. She's excited about something. Let's go. Yeah. So she's dating a football player, and his name is Jonathan. His name is Travis. Jason, Jason Travis. Kelsey. Travis. Travis Kelsey. Scott. Travis Kelsey. Yes. Okay. Who's he play for? He's on Buccaneers, Kansas City. The Kansas City Buccaneers. Chiefs. Chiefs. Jason Kelsey plays for the Eagles. He's the center. Oh. And they're brothers. Okay. They also have a very popular podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like us. Yes. Thanks, guys. So that's fun. Okay. <laughs> so, well, anyway, he's 36. So, um, happy birthday to that guy. Happy birthday to Taylor Swift. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. Another football player. Happy birthday. Yeah. Cool hair. Yeah. Cool beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Star of House Party. Really? He was in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Some guy named Kevin Jonas. Who also has one of the siblings. Jonas brothers, probably. Yeah, he has siblings. Yes. He um, has siblings. He has some some siblings you might know of. Uh-huh. He's thirty six, which is nuts. As a nine year old YouTube star. Okay. Wow, that's it. That's all the birthdays, huh? Wow, yeah. that's really it. <laughs> There's no place said we had a good slate. No, of um, We don't like any of those I, people. I, no, I don't like these people at all. Hold on. Hold on, Happy I gotta find regardless. one of these. Well, let me just get to the movies because fuck all these people. Literally all that. Well, Sam Rockwell. What's Tilda, the big one? Tilda Swinton. Hold on, hold on. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now hold on. You're Why are you burying the lead? Britches here. Ike Turner. <laughs> Luke Hemsworth. <laughs> wow. I'm I'm rounding them off real quick. How old do you think Tilda is? Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Actually, like, this is a great question. Fifty-three. Wow. What is she? You really think so? Yeah. 63. Oh, okay. Good for her. Right? It's hard to tell. She looks completely different in every single movie. Yeah, but I just, I just don't ever know if she's alive. I didn't even know if she had an age. I Right? That's what yeah. I'm saying. I think she's a blank slate person. Like, I think she's a, <laughs> like a, from the, you know, like she's an, she's of all 400 years old. She could be 400 years old. Right? She looks incredible and she's 3,000 years of longing. How about Sammy? 
Sam Rockwell? Yeah. He's probably 47. He's probably 55. Okay. He's looking good. <laughs> he's probably 55. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. Love Sam. Yeah. No, he's yeah. great. Sorry, I was confused. Academy by Award winner. Someone. Uh, <laughs> That's what I think this is. Famke Jan- Jansen. I love Famke Jansen. Famke Jansen? Yeah. That was that lady's name this whole time? Of course. Golden Eye, X-Men. Some silly ad lib. That's Taken. just a bunch of vowels put together. Famke Jansen. Yeah. Okay. She's got to be 58. She's 59. Okay. Yeah. That's nuts, huh? Yeah. She looks great. She does look great. Yeah. Real quick. Golden Eye. What a babe. Yeah. Running through the movies real quick. 127 hours. Starring... <laughs> can't, can't say his name, right? His name has been removed from the yeah, it's cultural been, lexicon. It, yeah, but also it's been Gorn. burned into my brain every class. I'm, Jimmy Franks. I'm taking an acting class, and the teacher. He's t- teaching it. No, <laughs> although he did teach it, like NYU. Is he <laughs> also sexting the students there too? <laughs> oh, Jesus. My Is that who's blowing up your phone all night? That's it. Yeah. My teacher. Desperation. Taught, uh, but very proudly, I get. I get like. It's my I want I'm my teacher. My teacher's fantastic. I'm really enjoying the class. But he does he doesn't bring up James Franco a lot, but he has taught he taught James Franco. Like he's he taught him everything he knew. He taught him everything he knows. <laughs> everything wow. he knows. And like sometimes he'll bring up things about James Franco in class and he'll be like, you know, James used to show up with like a whole bunch of toys and stuff. And he would like get he would really do all the work. He would spend Sex hours toys? hours stand staring in a mirror and stuff. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Still don't love him that much. Really, really worked out for him. Due date, The Matrix Revolutions, and um, due date. That was fun. We saw date. that in the that, theater. That movie is sensational, man. Life. What? It's okay. That's funny. It's it's okay. Yeah, I know funny. That's funny. What, <laughs> what was after due date? Uh, The Matrix Revolutions. Oof. Yeah, I guess the not third great. one. Yeah, that's, I think that's that was the third good. one. Something called Finch. It's. Tom Hanks with a robot? Yeah, Apple TV movie. Okay. Yeah. Tom Hanks and Chappie. And Alfie. <laughs> Alfie? With uh, Jude Law? Yeah. Okay. 2007. Four. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, remake of the Michael Caine movie from the 60s. Well, happy happy, happy birthday, movie. everyone. Yeah. That's yeah. Weird. That was a weird birthday. Happy birthday, that Tilda was... and Sam. Everyone else can yeah, just... Yeah, everyone can fuck off. All yeah. these football you, players. You said it. Fuck you, Taylor Swift. <laughs> I don't. That was well, a weird one. That one. You just killed weird. our entire demographic. <laughs> They're gone. That one made me feel weird. It did. Yeah, I don't know how I felt about that that birthday one. Well, you want to play a game and yeah. try and uh, shed this weirdness from your being? Yeah, please do. Wipe okay. me clean. Wipe my slate. So tonight's game is called News to Dave, okay. and I have ten news articles for you of tidbits and trivia that have popped up over the last three weeks or so. Um, you might know some of them. Probably some not. of them might not be true. Oh Who yeah, knows, you know. <laughs> there's always some, there's always some rumors. Okay, you know, and then they just don't come to fruition. Yeah, wrenches, hammers, whatever you have. Yeah. Um, but we'll put sixty seconds on the clock. Dave, rate these on a scale of okay. one to excited, ten a... being excited, mm-hmm. one being I could not care less. Truman Show sequel. Is that happening? No. See, this is how it starts. Lies. I feel like I said that a couple months ago. Probably. Um, <laughs> prequel. Right, we're gonna prequel. We're gonna put an imaginary sixty seconds on the clock. Dave, are you ready? Oh, I can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can start a timer. Hold on. Nope. No, I can't. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> 
Matthew Vaughn wants to reboot the original Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> one, 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 no, one, one, solid one. Hello. Whoa. Mar- Marvel wants to make Blade a side character in his own movie. No. One. <laughs> no. Michael Caine officially retires from acting at 90 years old. Oh, God bless him. He's Ten. 90. Really? Yeah. 10. Still live forever. Uh, Mia Goth reportedly set to play the bride of Frankenstein in Guillermo del Toro's Netflix adaptation. Your girl. Ten. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> the Black Phone sequel officially in development. Yeah. Have you seen that yet? No. Okay. Is it good? One. Michael B. Jordan reportedly <laughs> in talks to play Hercules in upcoming live-action Disney remake. Fuck yeah. Ten. New Avengers movie with the original six actors reportedly being considered by Marvel after recent failures. One. Mission Impossible 8 is delayed Absurd. to 2025. Absurd. Excuse me? Mission Impossible 8 reportedly delayed to 2025. Ten. You like that news? <laughs> <laughs> I love that news. Uh, oh, it follows anyway. officially Ugh, greenlit. Jesus Christ. Called They Follow. Oh my God. What? This is like your worst take. I hate like it. It's one. It's your worst Sorry. Take. I did so well last episode. One. Zero. Who cares? I hated the movie. Well, a lot of ones, a lot of tens tonight. <laughs> the last one. Is there any other numbers? Am I right? Leonardo DiCaprio officially to star in next Martin Scorsese film. Which is not the biggest news, but you know what the movie's going to be based on? Is it The Devil in the White City? David Grant's novel, The Wager, A Tale of Shipwreck, Mutiny, really? and Murder. Yeah. Wow, I'm going to get in that movie. <laughs> I'm going to be in that fucking movie. Oh, wow, that's so exciting. I know. Because I, well, I know. tell the audience that you just... Guys, I know how to read. Yeah. I read the book. The, at least the, the first and last page. Uh, and... Mm-hmm. The book jacket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I I just took a peek, no pictures, and I <laughs> yeah, you read that book a few months ago. I did, man. So I thought you, I thought you really, that dude, that's so sick. When I was watching Killers of the Flower Moon, I was thinking about that book. <laughs> <laughs> I wish all these people are at sea. Yeah, I would, I would, I would love this more. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to talk about it. Wow. Okay, how'd I do? Oh, you lost. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Okay, great. You lost when you didn't rate the Michael Caine news at a 90. So. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, though. You're so fast. We can't all be perfect. You're so much We can't all be no, perfect. No, no, you know? 90, 90. You can't, I can't. I can't. I can't believe he's 90. I can't believe he looks great. He's got that movie coming out that looks really good. Do I remember the name of it? No. Well, Michael, happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday and, uh, Michael Caine. Not Uh, I looked in the mailbag earlier. Um, Just nothing, man. Just a bunch of circulars and flyers. Yeah, ghosts came out. Dust. Ghosts. Ghosts Yeah, the 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 dust of ghosts came out. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. cobwebs. That's okay. (laughs) Just guys, if you want to send us an email, which I haven't checked in a little while, um, feel free to email us. Well, Martin Scorsese sent you a, a link. You're like, hey, can you can you be in can the you be in my movie? Yeah. Can you star in my next movie? And then he went to Leo. So, uh, so it's okay. That's okay. Yeah, Leo's a heartthrob. You still even right? with that grimace? We'll talk about it. <laughs> all the time. Well, okay. Sorry, guys. Um, you want to talk about some of this stuff? <laughs> I want to start with uh, Pain Hustlers. What do you want to talk about? Okay, that's fresh in my brain. I watched it two hours ago. It's two hours and two minutes long. Way too long for some reason. Came out in 2023 and it's rated R, I guess. 
Lee's lies. It's rated off for a lot of F words that Chris yeah, Evans says. Grab, grab, there's a couple shots at boobs grab, grab. at the strip club in the first scene, but there's, there's no other reason. Yeah. So uh, Liza dreams of a better life for herself. This is the IMDb. Liza dreams of a better life for herself and her daughter. Hired to work for a bankrupt pharmaceutical company, Liza skyrockets with sales into the high life. Putting her in the middle of a federal criminal conspiracy. Holy Ooh. smokes. Um, this is the letterbox. Pain Hustlers, an American excess story. After losing her job, a single mom falls into a lucrative but ultimately dangerous scheme selling prescription drugs. An American excess story is a is a fun tagline. Uh-huh. Letterbox does well with that, and yeah. then the rest of it's usually just that, a, a mouthful. Just, yeah. No that, that one was short, though. No commas. Yeah. yeah, no, that was pretty good. Yeah. Directed um, by David Yates, yeah. who I believe directed like the last five Harry Potter films. Really? Like, the Fantastic Beasts films. Yeah, he did. So it's, this is kind of like a, a, a turn for him. Yeah. Yeah, four Harry Potter films and all three Fantastic Beasts films. That's nuts. And the Tarzan movie with uh, Skarsgård. Oh, really? Which I enjoyed that. Yeah, you did like that one. Um, Great Hosier song. And then the rest of the movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, written by two people and stars some and other actors. Uh, actually has Emily Blunt and Chris Evans. So I'll say this movie. Chris Evans. Uh, uh, excuse me. Emily Blunt is my favorite actress of all time. And she's going the, there. She's the best. What about Margaret? What about Margaret Qualley? Mm, we just nope. throwing her to the nope. To Emily the Blunt's wolves? the best a- actress of all time. Wow. So now we can keep moving. Okay. So I said that. Okay. So what do you think, man? I feel like this movie has one. Why'd you do that to me? I feel like this movie... He just movie... zoomed in on Emily on his iPad in front of me and just left her face gigantic for me. She is Thank a beautiful you. woman. Oh, all right. You know what? As much as I love Emily Blunt, I feel like the the number one flaw of this movie is that she is a total miscast. Okay. I just, from the moment she, she pops on screen, I just thought, man, this is not your role. Mm-hmm. Like, she opens up as just... Like a stripper. What's your score? A two out of five. Okay. Um, she opens up in and like a strip club, like on stage, walking. I'm like you've, it's just it was just so out of element and out of character for her that I'm just like, yeah. It took me out of the movie right away, and the movie had just started. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, this is just not you. And the accent work in this movie, especially hers, was very shaky. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans's accent work was very shaky. Um. But overall, it just felt like a cheap imitation of like the Big Short and the Wolf of Wall Street. And it's just like there's nothing groundbreaking or memorable about this. And the editing I thought was a little choppy, a little weird. It just mm. I wish I wish it had focused more on like the patient side of this rather than the quote unquote excess story that it is. Yeah, that it is touting. Um, like Chris Evans is like a big part of this movie, and I have no idea what his character, who that character is, still. Okay. Like, and even with Emily Blunt, like I just we're kind of just dropped into her life, and I still don't have a grasp that she was ever a real person. Like before the camera started rolling, if that makes sense. Yeah. It was almost just like she just showed up on set and just like, "This is where you are right now. Go. You're just a stripper with a teenage daughter and." you have this weird Southern accent. Yeah. And it was just, 
and it never felt lived in and ver- like never felt true and weird <laughs> it was um i mean overall it wasn't a bad movie to watch but it just it's not good okay. what did you think yeah, I, I think I'm at a 2.5. Okay. I gave yeah, it a little bit more room because I actually did like the editing. Okay. I thought it was kind of cool sometimes. There was these pretty uh, resonating shots sometimes. Um, one, of the, one of the shots in the beginning of The Patient was like sitting on the beach and like this kid was kids were running in front of him. I don't know. It was a pretty... So I don't... I don't. I like shot. some of the shots. I just don't like how the whole movie was edited together, like okay. scene to scene. But yeah. I, I like some of like the stylistic choices yeah, in absolutely. terms of editing I yeah so i agree cool. with that i just didn't like how the movie was edited because i never got a sense of like how long has it been how long have they been doing this has it been years and then all of a sudden it was yeah. like she still oh, has invested her stock mm-hmm. options yeah, and it very fast i was like it's been like september in this movie for like 10 months it feels yeah, like yeah. so that's what that's what i meant in terms of editing okay. but i agree with you like some of the style stylistic choices i think were there yeah but keep going it certainly wasn't other movies that we're going to talk about in this slate that right. were like pretty cookie cutter or you know two shot one shot over the shoulder done and right like and like it, this had some had some interesting shit going on so I, i'll give it that um chris evans we'll just talk about him real quick in this right um of his roles like this one for me felt like good and fine almost i think he was that okay he wasn't over like the top like since we've left captain america we had right knives out which was his exit and was like holy shit and then since i like that one great he was good in that he was really good in that and then yeah. after that since then we've just had these goofy let me try to get as far as that as i can far from cap as as possible the and gray man gray man ghosted ghosted and it's Oof. like these weird things he's doing. Yeah. But this one, I don't know. Like, it was like that. Yeah, the accent was a little strange. But for the most part, it was pretty grounded. And, like, they have this argument in a, in a, in a, in a um, parking garage. And he's incredible in that scene. Yeah. She. Like, I mean, he's, he's great. a great actor. He's great. He is great. So he was great in this. I think. Right. I liked what he did with that character. It just felt way too one note. And I just didn't know who yeah. that person was. And he's yeah. the the second character yeah. in the movie. And it's just like, I feel like I should know more about mm-hmm. you. Like they delved into him, like sleeping with one of the sales reps and knocking her up and having then, a kid. And it's yeah. just like, it was all just felt very like superficial. And it's just like, are we going to like see him in any scenes? Like an actual, like a meaningful scene here. A moment, yeah. yeah. Some sort of moment, something we had the yeah. whole Jay Duplass of it all, where he like exposes Emily Blunt's, Lying on her resume, and it's just like, why is Jay Duplass in this movie? That was one of Duplass brothers. Yeah, okay. so let's just like, and I don't like him, but it's just like we don't need to focus on that and like yeah. Andy Garcia's weird character quirks and yeah. all of that. Like they were trying to bring some levity and some fun into it, and yeah. just like I much rather would have just seen an Emily Blunt, Chris Evans vehicle, and then a much bigger spotlight on the people that the opioids that they were pushing affected because yeah. they did focus on the one guy, but I just wish they had just delved into more of that. Yeah. Like it almost like took the subject matter very glibly. Like it seemed like it's it gonna... all fun. And it's, it was fun from their perspective, but I just, it would have been like harsher for us to watch like more people suffering and dying and overdosing and then them reacting a little bit more strongly than that. Because yeah. all of a sudden, it just seemed like she went to the feds and was going to be a whistleblower. Like, mm-hmm. right away. And yeah. it's just, I don't think the movie built enough of her character 
for us, for us to realize, okay, that was, we finally like had that moral straw that broke the broker back. You know, I just didn't feel like it gave us enough of that. And it was just a little too paint by numbers in that regard. Where I agree. It was just, it seemed like there was a message that they were trying to get a, a point across. Yeah. Here, and it just was not, it wasn't meaty enough. It, it felt very surface level the entire time. And like, also the fact that it was like, it opens up with like, this is a true story. Right. And it's like, is this a real drug? Like, are these real people? Like, I don't think any of this is real. So, funny enough, I worked on this case. <laughs> okay, you did. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so it was a real drug. I was watching the movie, and my question was, like, did you understand what, what they were doing and what was going on and, like, why it was illegal and the um, whole scheme and stuff like that? Well, I could tell that it was illegal later to go off-label for a drug. If a drug is not, is not supposed to be given to someone for this then you shouldn't give it this. And you're only giving it this because you're making money. So like, you're right. not going to take fentanyl for paper cut. I'm right. Be prescribed for that. Yeah. So that is wildly illegal because now you're just simply making money. Right. So that's that. But then also probably telling doctors like, yeah, come talk once a week. I'll give you some side money. This is a little side hustle for you. And now you're bribing. But it's right. like a hidden bribe. So that's also illegal. So that's not a way to get a doctor to sell your drugs. Right. So I kind of understood that. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, I think I would have been a little lost with everything if I didn't have intimate knowledge of the whole subject matter okay. at hand. And I just, I didn't think it was very clear what they were trying to get across and how this is exactly bribery and stuff like that. Because, I mean, sales reps go to doctor's office all the time. And then yeah. they start prescribing the drugs that the sales reps tote. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just when the speaker program has become less speaker programs and more just social events and gatherings and there's no discussion of the drug and then it's just like well we're just paying you to write the drug and there's no actual education about the drug going on okay. like there's no other doctors coming to these dinners that you're educating them on the drug about so that they might introduce that into their prescribing Interesting. so i just like didn't think that was like very clearly explained that much either because like speaker programs happen all the time and there's nothing inherently wrong or illegal about them. It was just what they were doing was wrong, where it was just like they just started transferring all of their patients to this drug because they were getting paid so much money to, quote unquote, speak Got at it. these events. And that's where it was wrong, where it was just people that they're just kind of just playing with the prescribing of these people that are just dying. And yeah. it's just... It's not medically necessary for them to switch things over. They're just getting paid an enorm enormous amount sure. of funds to do so. so. So this is a real drug. So the drug in the movie wasn't real, but it was based off a drug called Subsys. Okay. Which was produced by the pharmaceutical company Insys. And like in the credits, they have like the little Subsys inhaler or spray bottle dancing. And that was like a real thing. Like okay. one of the, the CEOs or COOs came out at one of the sales meetings dressed as a subsist bottle and was dancing and Jesus. like so like so many things in this movie were just like taken exactly from that yeah i just i just maybe they took too light of a hard step at it and it was like good do I it think do so it. lean into it yeah. give us that make give it us hard hitting make, make it, it about hard the patients hitting. and that yeah absolutely yeah and have maybe a scene that is just chris evans alone he was never alone in this thing like i don't know he was always a side character with somebody else doing something right it was all very comical and, and clowny and caricature of this and bright and and maybe it's like they could have done this a different way uh, yeah well it also kind of makes you like feel sympathetic for the emily blunt character and it's just like should i 
I don't know. Yeah, pro- I like, don't know. She sucks. Yeah, like I mean, she was she had her heart in the great in a good spot, quote unquote, with like her daughter and everything. But like, but that's just even that's from the just beginning. You were trying. You were a justification. Yes, yeah, justification. You, yes. you and your you and your mom were hustling from the beginning. Right. That was we had a whole scene about that. How you're just like mooching off your sister. See, I don't know. Right. Um, I don't she know. knew what uh, she was doing was wrong because she kept saying like, once we have the IPO, we're going to be in compliance with everything. So it's like clearly she knew that she wasn't being in a compliance yeah. before. So why so, am I watching this character? Yeah. Yeah, I just like impugn her, make her evil. Yeah. I don't want to be at her court scene where she offers this teary-eyed plea to not go to prison. Yeah. Like I don't want that. I want her. I want to see her like go to prison because she deserves to go to prison. So yeah. I don't know. So overall, what do you give it? By the way, uh, two point five. That's right. You yeah. So just 5. like halfway okay. down. Yeah. I don't know. I just. Okay. I was like pretty invested though. I'll tell you that much. Was that I was just like yeah, it was entertaining. Was really it, was, it was entertaining. Halfway to watch. through, I was like, oh, this is continuing. It's not really, it's not really landing the plane at all. It's just continuously service level. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Pain hustlers. Pain hustlers. Emily Blunt, fantastic. Emily Blunt. I wish she would choose better movies. She's been, I feel like, kind of in a slump. Yeah. Recently, you know, Oppenheimer aside, but even her character in that was kind of. Sitting in the background yeah. the entire time. Yeah. She's going to get nominated for that, which is weird. So, oh, great. Yeah. Why don't we talk about something better, perhaps? Fair Play. Maybe. Netflix original. Maybe it's better. Alden Ehrenreich, our once young Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe Dinevor, who I don't have much experience with. No. What was she in? Where did she come from? That's that? a great question. She may have been a Bridgerton... Oh yeah, actress, and I Let's think she see. was on the show Younger for a while. Uh, yeah, Bridgerton, Younger, Snatch TV show. Don't know that one. Uh, a lot of television, which is cool because the director of this, Ooh. um, I believe it's her Chloe debut Dumont. feature. It is. It is yeah. her first movie. And Chloe. She Dumont. had directed a lot of TV shows. Uh, only TV shows before that, so that's kind of cool. That is cool, you know. First time, hell yeah, man. What is Fair Play about, David? Well, Fair Play came out in twenty twenty three. It's about so. two fucking children <laughs> who need to grow the fuck up. Uh, is that IMDb or is that Letterboxed? That's oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I thought that was just me. I am Dave. <laughs> I am Dave. <laughs> that was just me. I am Dave. Oh, Fair Play. <laughs> 2023, this is the IMDb. An unexpected promotion at a cutthroat hedge fund pushes a young couple's relationship to the brink, threatening to unravel far more than their recent engagement. (laughs) And then the next one's Letterboxd, huh? And this is Fair Play 2023. Competition is close. Close. An unexpected promotion at a cutthroat hedge fund pushes a young couple's relationship to the brink, threatening and unraveling. Okay, so not they, only their recent engagement, but their lives. But the, oh, excuse me, and then also their lives. Oh, they yeah. added that. Yeah. You got to get grave. Yeah, excuse me. We have to. <laughs> oh my god. Can I go first? Of course, Dave. What did you think about Chloe Dumont's directorial debut? Dude, I was so fucking bored. Oh, you're bored? I was so bored. Okay. <laughs> so un like unimaginably ready to shut it the fuck off. Right. I was so fucking done with this. Yeah. Like I just don't understand what the point of this movie was. 
what the fuck was the point? You're Even when it's, one. I'm pissed, man. Oh, no. Even when it was all over, I was like, okay, so what? Grow up. Like, I just was like, it didn't need to be, that just didn't need to do this. I just didn't fucking get it. Right. And maybe you can help me get there. But like. Well, I think it was, I think it wanted to delve into like the gender politics in the workplace. I guess. Yeah. Or it was just about two fucking kids that need to have some goddamn accountability. <clears throat> My whole mouth the throat is closing up. So <laughs> this movie is about two people that work at a very big hedge fund. Right. And they are in love. Um, but they can't tell anyone because they're, and they're equals. They're equals. They yeah. both are analysts. I don't know much about hedge funding, but I'm sure that it takes. It's working in the sun for long hours every day, and you're you know landscaping. Yeah. So like, there's a lot know, of hedges. A yeah. lot of hedges. Yeah. So like, they both are very much in love, and they can't tell anyone because it'll break company policy. Mm-hmm. Um, Han Solo works at a computer all day, and so does his girlfriend from Bridgerton. And uh, there's uh oh, there's a. Something's going to happen. Maybe someone's going to get promoted because a, a guy in the all corner office gets fired. Who's going to be it? Right. And we find out through the, through the grapevine that girlfriend says, hey, I heard it's going to be you. And he's so hype about it. Right. But it turns out it's her because she's dope too. She's super dope. Yeah. She's great. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's more than fantastic. She's incredibly, she's the, she's the one. She's strong. She can mm-hmm. do it. Whereas he's just not. And at first he's like, I'm cool with it, babe. I love you so much. It's just going to be great. It's going to be great for both of us. And then turns out he just gets so mad. And the movie's just him about being so mad. (laughs) And he's just so mad that he kind of like loses his cool too much. Yeah. He loses his cool too much. And then. What do you give this movie, by the way? One. Ooh, maybe that's less. so low. Wow. Dude, maybe less. That's so low. Dude, I can't describe how much I fucking was mad. Wow. Because it's just like, I get it, mm-hmm. but like there was no more substance other than they're just fucking being children. You can go to another hedge fund. Right. You can go get another job, and you could leave your boyfriend. He wanted that job, though. Okay, grow up. <laughs> like, so what? You can't have what you want. Also, your girl just told you that you're never going to get it. The boss told her, dude, sorry, you're not cut. Go somewhere else. Yeah. You can do that. And also, you don't need to be with him. <laughs> like, and it, like, I don't know, man. I just was like. That's my problem with the movie. I was, was so turned off by how much it was like, this doesn't need to be this deep. It's not that deep. And then we're <laughs> getting so deep. We're like, right. these arguments. It's like, were they really that tight like even from the beginning like i couldn't their relationship was i maybe maybe it's because we didn't get enough of them like being in love that's one of my main gripes that we just like okay great so like yeah we the first scene of the movie is them at a at a a wedding go before that what's first scene of the movie is her like smoking a cigarette on a balcony just like pondering things and like pensively like in in deep thought and Mm -hmm. it's just like we don't really find out what she's really even thinking. Why do we start there? Yeah. Yeah. And then it is the wedding, right? She goes back in. She's, she's at a wedding. And I was all there for that stuff. It was actually a wonderful they have a fun scene, scene in, he, in like, the bathroom. Proposes. And yeah. Beautiful, great scene. Yeah, like, it was nice. Very cute. And like, oh man, like this is going to be a good story. Right. You know, he goes, <laughs> he goes like, they, they're, they're really so into each other. It almost seems puppy lovey that they're like, they yeah. just started dating. I know. It just, Not two years later. Yeah. yeah. No. It's almost like he proposes the night that like like a month one month in it seems like I just didn't Seriously. get enough you know, and then from there I was just like really 
You're that this mad that your girlfriend got a promotion? Grow up. <laughs> so that's my problem with the movie is I wish a smarter movie would have had you kind of feeling both sides of the struggle. Whereas this entire time on I'm on her side. Mm-hmm. Like he's the immature one. He's being a baby about the whole thing. And I get it that the movie wants to be like, that's how it is in the workplace that a man gets passed over for a woman and then he's just bitter about it and he thinks that she got it because she had sex with the the boss or and it's just like I think it wants to kind of enforce that that is kind of the overarching thought process about women getting moving up in the workplace and that's like the stance it wants to have I just wish that it was kind of just Ooh, I'm on her side and now I'm on his side. Like she's doing this wrong. Now he's doing this wrong. This just painted him as just like kind of like a loser and like a villain. And she didn't do much wrong in my opinion. And like you said, it just made for a more boring story where it's just, I don't know. I mean, they have the final scene where she kind of, we can hit the spoiler because I want to talk about that. Yeah, scene. she's the final. So let's just hit the spoiler button now. This is a big time spoiler alert. So we have the final scene where she kind of starts berating him and finally asserts herself and stands up for herself. And she like cuts him and all of that. And she like makes him get on his knees and like beg for his life. And it's just, I don't, I feel like the movie didn't earn that. And that could have been like such a dope final scene for a movie that did earn that. I mean, it was kind of sparked from the rape scene. Yeah, true. It came from that. There was, it it was almost so. Also a a scene that wasn't earned. Yeah. It, we just, yeah. Like it was almost like, I'm I'm like, we got to try and like tiptoe around this in a weird way. Well, it it wanted to play with, it wanted to play with gender dynamics. And I think it, it touched, tried to touch on too many aspects of it. Just make it a workplace gender dynamic thing. Yeah. You know? And all of a sudden they make it sexual, and then they're like, there's other things that I don't know. It's just like it tried to be too much in that sense. It was wow! I just cracked my fingers <laughs> into the microphone. Wow, that was so loud. <laughs> Holy shit, guys! That was so oh, loud. <laughs> Holy shit! Sorry, that probably picked up on yours. Um, yeah, it was. You're right. It was so like middle road, uh, only her side type thing that like when that scene finally happened, they were in the middle of this crazy argument. She just crashed a bot like broke a bottle over his skull which should have been more like that should have been a laceration but right. was, like we didn't even know what happened but the best, yeah you know, at the bar point. yeah um but yeah like you know they're they're they're, they're then they start some seemingly making up and it goes the wrong way and they and he rapes her and then we get back to the house all and all of this was just kind of left field like what is happening when did this happen right why are we here you're right it's totally unearned and even that last scene could have been more devastating. Could have been cool. But because it was so, for me, I was just like, this still doesn't need to be happening. <laughs> like, this is still, who are these people and what's the bigger thing? And when it all ends and the whole movie's over and it's just like, great, the movie's done. I don't know. I just was like, nothing. nothing so happened. I didn't no I didn't hate this movie happened. as much as you did. No I, I'm gonna. Happened. I gave it a 2.5 out of 5. Right. So I was entertained enough through it to see where it ended up. I was just wishing it was going in a different direction. And I watched this with our friend Rob down in North Carolina. And 
he kept thinking that like the Alden Ehrenreich character was kind of undermining her in ways and like planning some sort of revenge and trying to get back at her and kind of like gaslighting her. And I was like, that could have been cool. Like that would have been more fun. (laughs) And I kept telling Rob, I'm like, I don't think that's happening. I don't think the movie's that smart. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think there's any sort of through line or any sort of like other plot going on here that like, because she got the promotion, he's doing everything in his power to kind of like subtly like, drive her insane no he's just being a bitch that would have been better <laughs> that would have been a better movie yeah. but instead we just get yeah just a lackluster yeah. movie that i think thinks it's a lot smarter than it is um but phoebe uh Dinevor, i thought she was fantastic i thought she was great she was great so was i'm not an old i'm not an olden guy no no only because like i don't think i don't think he looked the part like he didn't look like the douchey hedge fund guy to me oh, really? like everyone else that they worked with fit that part well like Interesting. and everyone in like american psycho and in like the big short they like fit that part like he just looked like i don't know he he just didn't look like he could cut it in that role and i guess Which, he didn't ultimately I mean, no, yeah but he was at least still there for two years okay it's like you probably would have been fired 10 yeah. months ago well, or a, a year ago. I don't know. But like, it was a favor. You're right. I mean, he, 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 I think he is, is, I think he's a good actor. You think he's good? Yeah. Okay. I, I liked him in Oppenheimer. He, yeah. I think everything he's in, he pulls his weight and is, right. is, is fantastic in it. He was great in this. Yeah. Incredibly fucked up scenes that he was trying to get through. And right. Like, it was all very natural and organic and looked, looked pretty genuine the whole time. Right. Both of them. Like, couldn't really catch them acting. It was really good. But like you said, like I don't. Said, I wish we had some more scenes well, of them in love in the beginning sure. that we can buy into their romance. And it just honestly, it didn't seem real that they had been dating for two years and no one found out because yeah. they're like not hiding it at all in the workplace anyway. They're like, yeah. I'm just like everyone knew. It. Everyone would have found this out in like yeah. three months. And, and it that, seemed to be that type of environment. And just again, from just the technical aspect, I just like watching this. I just was like. This is cookie cutter. It's just like shot, yeah, nothing shot, flashy. Boom. No, nothing stylistic. Nothing going on. And I'm like, then why are we? Why the fuck am I even watching? Why do we even have a goddamn camera on these people? Like, what right. is the point? And I just was like, I can't wait for this to be over so I can watch something better. <laughs> like, uh, god damn it. The 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 Holy phone calls shit. with the mom were probably like my worst. The yeah, worst element why of this. Are we even like, she didn't even seem like a real person. The she was mom? just like, yeah, like yeah. on the phone, just screaming at her and yeah, like, like planning the real? engagement Come party. On. And overall, not a good movie. Tough 2.5 for me, one for Dave. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's hopefully move on to better things. Please. So let's stick on, uh, let's stick to Netflix and talk about the okay. fall of the House of Usher. Yeah. Limited series, I, I believe, it. eight episodes. Mike Flanagan's last collaboration with Netflix, really? I believe, before he departs. Oh, wow. Um, what else did he do? Creator, writer of The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, and The Midnight Club. So those four projects were with Netflix. And then he also directed the Doctor Sleep movie, The Shining oh, wow. sequel. And he did... Ouija 2, which is awesome. Ouija 1 is terrible, but he, he didn't do that one. Okay. He did Ouija 2. He did a couple other movies, too. I think, like, uh, Hush and Oculus and Gerald's Game. 
Like, he puts out a lot of work. Yeah. Which is impressive. I mean, Hill House is still my number one thing that he's done. Sure. But um, he he's great. And he I love that he uses the same actors in everything he does. Yeah. Because they're all fantastic. Yeah. Um, so we should put as a disclaimer, I only watched the first episode. Dave okay. has seen all eight things. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about the show lightly, spoiler free, for the first yes. episode. And then I'm going to leave the room. And Dave is going to... You really want to do that? Yeah, so Dave, I'm going to leave the room, and Dave's going to give his overall opinion. Maybe like three or five minutes. <laughs> talk to an empty room? Dave's going to vamp about okay. how much he liked her or did not like the fall of House of the Usher. All right, that's fine. So, uh, I really like the premiere. What did you, what did you think okay. about the first episode? Um, um, all right, so the fall of House of Usher. Um, to secure their fortune, and this is the IMDb. Yeah, to, to, to totally their, skipped over that. But yep. To secure their fortune and future, two ruthless siblings build a family dynasty and begins to crumble when their heir mysteriously die one by one. This is an ad for the Boca Raton. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Killers of the... Nope. <laughs> oh, there isn't one for Letterboxd. Uh, there cool. is. There is? Yeah. Oh, you want to read it? Do I? Yeah, why not? I gotta find it first. First one. I thought you said that Letterboxd doesn't do TV shows. This is a limited series, so it counts. Oh, all right, well, you read it. Ruthless siblings Roderick and Madeline Usher have built Fortunato Pharmaceuticals into an empire of wealth, privilege, and power. But past secrets come to light when the heirs to the Usher dynasty start dying at the hands of a mysterious woman from their youth. Uh, tagline, she's coming for them all. <laughs> okay. I like reading the tagline after rather than before. <laughs> That's funny. I thought the pilot was really good. I mean, yeah, man. I love uh, Bruce Greenwood's always been like a guy whenever he pops him to, into a show like or a movie. I'm like, oh, I love that guy. That's my Captain Pike right there. That's him, right? That's yeah. That's it. That's my Captain yeah, Pike. He's great. Really. You know, it's funny because this is the the television show that Frank Langella got fired off of when he like touched he he was playing the the lead of this show and he got fired from the set because during a love scene he touched an actress's leg that wasn't in the script and she flipped out and he got fired from the movie for that. Frank Lin, who? Frank Langella from like Frank Lin Robot and Frank Jella. <laughs> Frost Nixon. Oh, this the man? Box. Yeah. Oh. So he was going to be the lead. Wow. He was the lead until he wow. got fired. So and then they replaced him with Bruce Greenwood. Don't don't touch. Don't don't touch. touch. Don't touch. Um, <laughs> don't touch Frank. And then he went on to blame cancel culture for him getting fired and all that stuff. So, okay, yeah. relax. <laughs> he said some eighty-year-old man stuff. So yeah, sure. Uh, so I I couldn't help but watch the first episode and think like, wow, this would have been a totally different show if he was playing that role. Uh-huh. But I love Bruce Greenwood, and you know, just seeing all of the old Mike Flanagan actors, actors and actresses pop up, like Henry yeah. Thomas, he had a fun part in in the in the premiere, and yeah, uh, Kate Siegel, who's always just. You know, lovely to see her. Carla Gugino, who's always been a fan favorite mm-hmm, of mine. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. I thought it set the tone for a promising show. Um, that jester or clown in the limo at the end of the first episode was jarring. Mm, yeah, it's good lord. Is. Yeah, what a nightmare. Yeah, because like it <laughs> yeah, was short on jump up. jump thrills or jump scares for a yeah. while, and and that was like yeah, well that doesn't end. What's <laughs> happening? Those jumps don't. Don't they just keep on jumping? Well, what did you think about the the premiere 
Or can you even talk about the premiere knowing that you've seen all of it? I think I can. Okay. Um, Henry Thomas, Elliot, E.T. Yeah, Elliot. Crazy. Yeah. Everyone's known that for a long time. I just right. wanted to bring it up again because <laughs> his eyes are fucking insane, huh? I guess his I want to find out. Nuts. I want to find out what do you give the show overall? Out of what? Oh, out of out five. Of, out of five. Yeah. Did you like it? Are we comparing him to his other things he's no. made? Just did you? Did you like it? I loved it. Okay, good. It was, yeah, it was incredible. Okay, good. Yeah. So you're probably in like four and a half, five can. Yeah, it might be five. Okay. Yeah. Like it was. It was. I mean, yeah, you know, it was four and a half. I'm not gonna say perfect, but it was okay, four good. And a half. Yeah, I'm gonna leave. Um, well, you're, wait, you're no, talk. Henry Thomas. Like, I, I just want to, yeah. like, I want you to, like, in the in the premiere. What did you like him in it? Yeah, he was fun. All right. Yeah, he's like a little weird and kooky. Yeah, see, I'm talking I about him the Departed and okay. I was like watching. I was like, this guy sucks. And actually, when I watched, like, the as premiere, an actor or as a character? Kind of the as the as an actor. Oh, okay. Like, it was like it was all like he was this kooky, weird mess of a thing. And I'm like, yeah. this kind of sucks. Totally, just crushes it the rest of the time. okay it's insane well he was great in the other stuff so I'm just... a lot of these characters have arcs that are like oh this gets fucked up okay <laughs> so, like, and, they, yeah. and even like their acting style in the sense that like henry thomas it's almost like that silliness mm-hmm. it, it, it's like it, it may it's a part of it i think it's a choice okay so like let's start off here and it gets somewhere else so i love that yeah yeah. yeah, I'm excited gonna, to see where it goes. It. You're gonna love. It. I'm gonna do this thing where I talk to myself on a podcast. I now, love it. So we're gonna figure it out, guys. Yep. Have fun. All right, man. I will. I guess I'll just wait until you leave the room before I start chatting about this fucking show. Damn, this is so weird. Oh man, the whole camera got. Camera. Yeah, you got tilted. Oh no. Um. All right. Well, hell yeah, guys, dude. This is sick. All right, this is a weird thing for me to do. Follow the house of usher. I mean, I watched all episodes. All eight episodes. That's the, I've never done that. I've never watched full uh, show before. Well, I, I have, but never, you know, so proudly or so fast, I guess. I really kind of binge this thing because it's sensational. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Um, damn. And, and you know what's weird about, like, this show is that I think it was, and actually it completely was, this um, Edgar Allan Poe, each... I think the Fall the House Usher was an Edgar Allan Poe story. It was a full story that he wrote out. And then with it, I guess they rewrote, I didn't see the original. There's one with like Vincent Price that came out in like, I don't know, like the 60s or something. So like this one broke each of the episodes down to incorporate an Edgar Allan Poe story within each one. So like each one episode title is one of Edgar's stories that you probably read in like middle school where they forced you to read in high school. So like tell the telltale tales heart or a raven and the ra- a raven is a raven. Lots of things like that. So like they're pretty fantastic. Um, gory stuff. Gory, gory, bory. You know, really intense. Actually, I'm just going to, I feel like I'm talking into the room. I wish you could see me right now. You can. If you guys go to uh, talking pictures, under, talking underscore pictures podcast on Instagram, you're going to see me talking to the camera right now. Um, yeah, I think overall the show, it, it doesn't get better. It's just good throughout. So like it's pretty steady throughout the whole thing. Um, I, I think rem- I remember when I first watched the first series, the House of Hill House, there was a lot of like, uh, the hill on house hill there was a lot of like shots where there would be something lurking in the background you wouldn't notice it until you really like paid attention and 
I felt myself searching for that in a lot of the frames of this show. Like I'd be watching him like, oh, something's going to pop. And I think he knew that. He knew that people were looking for that type of thing. So it was almost timed perfectly that I'd be watching it and be like, all right, I guess it's not happening. And then, boom, there was a weird thing that happened. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, definitely, guys, check it out. Fantastic stuff. And 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 thanks for listening, guys. And we're actually going to end it here. Oh, you're coming back? Yeah, you're done. You're done? Are you done? I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, get don't rush me. <laughs> precarious man stepping over you sounded like you were finished uh i am finished so that was the great guys thanks for listening and have a and uh, have a good night um yeah so no (laughs) that was uh yeah that was it i was just telling them that uh i i do seriously need to watch the other things okay i read the fall of the house of usher in college did you ever read it or no no short story no i don't know how i don't think this has anything to do with the short story They're, at all. Well, I know the names are the same, but I think the they he definitely took a more modernized take on everything. It's interesting that the fall of the House of Usher. I guess he took that take and went with like the House of Gucci or whatever that movie came out recently. <laughs> and it was just like I don't know if the original had to do with like this empire, but like putting it in a today that's super. I genius. think it was old. I think it was like it was Vincent eighteen hundreds and like I yeah. think it was it was the last movie Vincent Price. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, there was another movie. Yeah. There was. Oh, another, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Fall of the House of Usher with Vincent Price. When is the Fall of Usher coming out? The biopic about Usher Raymond. About Usher Raymond and his son, <laughs> Justin Bieber? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because he did fall. He sure did. Yeah, yeah where is he? Where is Usher? Confessions of House of Usher. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Good stuff. Hey, man. Uh, check it out. I'm going to go ahead and watch the other Flanagan right now because yeah because I miss him cool um, I'll see you in 72 hours yeah <laughs> are you ready for the main event uh, are we I think it's time I think it's time I too. think it's time let's do it this year's we hope number one motion picture delayed from 2023 or I'm sorry 2022 to 2023 yeah. finally Killers of the Flower Moon hitting theaters Apple TV Plus's new mover you want to go first you want to read some log lines, tag lines? I want to read the log lines, yeah. Right. The Titanic sequel, right? It sure is, yeah. yeah. There is a little Titanic moment in it. All right. Um, here we go. Guys, Killers of the Flower Moon. Actually, you know what? Real quick. I didn't spoil any of the House of Usher in my talk. What's the matter with you? That's why I left. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you talking about Telltale Heart and Edgar Allan Poe from the other room. Like, well, what's he thing. talking about? That's what the, what you could, well, then I guess that's a spoiler. You don't know? What? All the episodes are Edgar Allan Poe's short stories. No, that's not true, is it? I thought it was all... (laughs) 100% true. Is it really? Yeah, dog. Okay. That's what makes it so fantastic. Well, the like House of Usher... Is the overarching... Is a short story, though. Yeah. So every... So the House of Usher is the Usher family in the pharmaceutical. And then each of the episodes is Telltale Heart, The Raven, Pit and Pendulum. Oh, I didn't each know that. Each one integrates... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's I super guess I'll cool. find out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a big love letter to Eddie. Eddie G. Pose. So... <laughs> Eddie A. Pose. Kidder. Kidder. Kitty. Kitty. Of the... Killers of the Flower Moon. Starring Leonardo the decap- decapitated the goat Ed, Ed Robert, Robert Redford De Niro and <laughs> Lily. Uh, You're part of the problem. You'd be on Leo's side if you were in this movie. 
Lily from the movie uh, Yesterday. What's her name? Lily Gladstone? No. What are you talking about? (laughs) Lily. There's another Lily. Doesn't matter. I'm trying to be funny. Stop being funny. Lily Gladstone. (laughs) Lily James? Yep. (laughs) What are you talking about? Leonardo DiCaprio. What a different movie that would have been. Yeah, right. This is the IMDb. When oil is discovered in 1920s Oklahoma under Osage Nation land, (laughs) the Osage people are murdered one by one until the FBI steps in to unravel the mystery. That is the same as Letterboxd, by the way. Is it? Word for word. No tagline. No nothing. Yeah, because they don't want to fuck with Uh, this. Actually, there is one. It says they did kill those flowers. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't want to fuck with this, man. Yeah, no, they didn't want to touch it. You're messing with it way too much, though. Because I'm playing the voice? Yeah, you're part of the problem. Now, listen. Yeah. yeah. That's that. Oh, uh, I say, I say, I say, son. That's the (laughs) foghorn leghorn. So, I'll stop. So, uh, <laughs> you don't have to tell me to. I will. Um, well, this is a movie directed by... There it is. There's I'm, the I'm going to get my Leo grimace on today. I'm earnest. Yeah, it's like the first half of the movie. Earnest. And that's probably the second half of Except the movie. Except when he's doing them killing. Them killing. So them flowers now he's still frowning during the killing, too. Martin Scorsese. You guys know him? <sighs> Big Marty. First movie since The Irishman, 2019. Didn't see it. Didn't want to. Disappointing. Too, too long. Disappointing. This one was longer. This one was longer. And you know <laughs> what? We'll talk about that, but just let's talk. continue talking about Scorzy for a little bit. Scorks. Marty Scorks. Um, obviously, titan of film history. Yeah, he's probably the best director of all time. Of all time. You know? Big boy. Been doing stuff. A big boy. 80s. He's so little. He's in the 80s, right? He's up there? He's a big boy. Is he 90? Huh? No, he's, he's, he's in his late seventies, I think. Okay, late seventies. Yeah. He um, is. Like I read in a recent interview, like on he knows he doesn't have many movies left. He's reflecting on his mortality and yeah. might have like one or two left. So he's, he's making the movies that he wants to make. This felt like a final movie to me when I was watching. I was like, oh, I guess this is his last movie. But you know, he's gonna make more probably. He's got no. He's got your movie coming. Yeah, out. he does. Obviously, the yeah, movie. wager. Yeah, which yeah. I'm gonna be in. I'm telling everyone. I'm saying yeah. right now, I'm gonna do it. You're going to be what they wager on. Mm-hmm. I'll be yeah. in that fucking movie. Fuck you. I'll be in that movie. So, um, you're the ship. Yeah, I'll be. Fat <laughs> <laughs> ah, joke. So, um, <laughs> no said how big the ship was. Oh, it's a little ship. Could be. I'm a little schooner. Right. <sighs> a little schooner. Killers <laughs> of Flower Moon star. What Martin did Scorsese. you think about this film? I want to talk about it before I give you my thing because it might change. You can talk about it. All right. The length didn't bother me. It didn't bother me either. I enjoyed it the whole way through. No. I thought I'd be long like, movies are great. It's new. It's like it's like they, we don't do that anymore. Like we I, do do that. Well, they but we did just Babylon. Like we had RRR okay. last true. year. They're both true. in my top five. Like I I don't I hate when people say movies are long. It's too long. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. And it's I not. think I was one of those people. And I just sat I think through you used this. To be. I think I think you're coming around. And I think it's like it's totally fine. I just it's daunting. It's scary to sit there for three and a half hours and be like, "Is this?" You have to plan be... your day around it. Yeah. Same with Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer was, was also three hours. Yeah, I, was I was afraid was three hours. I was trashed for Oppenheimer. Why? <laughs> uh, that's no, probably why I don't like it that much. Yeah, it really was. Snoozenheims. But uh, 
And then Bo's afraid. Fuck that shit. So, but Bo that's afraid. probably why. Is why I'm terrified. Okay, I know you love Bo's afraid. Big, but big like, Bo head over here. Big Bo boy. <laughs> <laughs> big Bo Burnham's over here. So, um, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, it's daunting because it's like, fuck, there's a long time. Got plenty of day around it. But uh, when am I going to pee? When am I going to poop? And all this. And like, you know, like you just get through it. How but regular this, are your bowels? <laughs> clock, clockly, whatever that means. Especially that popcorn. So... Yeah, I just, but I sat, I was, it was, it, this kept me going. The pacing was fantastic with this film, so I'll give it that. Okay. I just, like, for a movie about a entire people, the first people mm-hmm. of the United States, um, of, of America, <laughs> you know, of this northern country, it is, um, to be all about them, like, suffering the worst fucking hardship that wasn't reported or known to any of us because, like, right. that's what we do. To make a movie all about women who were murdered and killed and lost in time and to make a whole movie about them and it stars just white men and only <laughs> them and it's just yeah. their main characters is kind of a disservice and fucked up. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, if this movie's about Molly, why the fuck are we not focusing on her? She's so good. She's in, Oh, my God. She's so she good. steals every scene with him. I know. Like, you can't pay attention to Leo because no. she's killing it. Yeah. She's killing the flower moon the whole time. She's doing like, she's doing great. But I just like now this is what I want to talk about because like that was my first thought was like, wow, this movie is about Leo and and the villains and this is not about the people, and it's so much not about the people. I, I kind of want to hit the spoiler because like like there's something that happens that it ties directly into. This. Is that okay? We can't hit the spoiler yet. All right, we're not gonna hit the spoiler yet. Okay, yeah. but it just like it's about them. Coordinating these murders poorly, by the way, and I guess that's part of terribly. They're talking so casually about murder, and I guess that's kind of like part of the time. Part of the point was just like that. It was like no one cares about this, right? And like they're so lackluster, or not lackluster, lackadaisical about like investigating. Fuck it, yeah. There's no such thing as the FBI yet, so like that's kind of. Did you read the book? No, I didn't read the book. Staring at me from my shelf, but no. Yeah. Um, I've read the way you just said. There you go. So I just uh, that was kind of like my my takeaway was just, like, immediately after I was done, I was like, why wasn't she a main, bigger part of this? Now she was a part of the trifecta. She was a huge part of this trifecta. She was like we, the second half of the movie though. She is gone. I mean, like she's in bed sick. I know. So I guess it's like, what can you do with her? I know. But like, I just I feel like there was a better way to tell their story. That's my main their thing. That is my main. But instead, it's about the villainy of like these men who like found ways to do it, even though they were morons, and like, right? There's, I I didn't bring up the quote, but like the the guy that helped like um, translate for the Osage was like the historical like consultant for it. Yeah, he had said like. This movie shows a man that's in love with an Osage and like seemingly does this out of love when there's no fucking way someone could do this if they love the person. How could you love right. someone and murder their whole family? And it's like, yeah, yeah they kind of like glorified him. There's like a whole scene where like we're watching Leo cry about a death. And it's like, yes. why do we I felt care? The same way. Yeah, I felt the same way. And even like De Niro. Well, okay. So, well, let me, let me just, I know I'm going to get thrown a lot of points at you right now. Yeah, we're but, trying uh, to so catch up. We'll, 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 we'll like put over here the Martin Scorsese film okay. as a movie. And we'll just discuss this like intricacies of like okay. these characters. Like, what do you think about this? Is it like, should it have been about Molly more? No, that's that's my main 
gripe with the movie too. Molly's the main. I just character. wish I just wish it had been like it was. She was the focal point of the movie, and we were watching the movie through her lens. Yeah, and not through Leo's. Lens. I agree. And I think it would have been a better movie if we didn't know if like Leo was behind some of the killings. You know, where it's just like if we have or if we're watching the movie from her perspective, and she. She knows all these killings are happening and all these murders are happening, but she loves her husband so much. She kind of has a blind spot that like, oh, he would never do that. And she uncovers that he does do it. Something along those lines, something to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Rather than just like, there was just no suspense and there was no like, the drama was just constantly like even keel. There was never a jump or there was never anything. There was no tense moments. There was nothing to like kind of just excite me to watch this mm-hmm. now like the violent scenes were like shockingly violent in ways that score says it usually does where yeah. it's just like the way he films people getting shot and you know just when the house gets blown up next door and he's finding body parts and like all that all the violent scenes were it was gruesome yeah. and it was like it was effective it was doing what it was supposed to be doing um i feel like maybe they focused on the the white men of this and the murder just to show that like how messed up this true story really is. And to be like, we're going to make the Osage kind of second rate people in their own movie, because that's what we did to them back in that time period. Sure. I could see some sort of play with that. Like that didn't work with me. No. Um, why? I just don't understand why Lily Gladstone's character would have stayed with Leo as long as she did too. Like, I didn't think their love was that well rendered where it was just, you know, at the end there's that one final thing that kind of pushes her over the brink. And it's just like, you also killed my entire family and that's not enough to leave you. Like that just seemed weird. (laughs) We're also going by, we're also viewing that through the today lens of relationships. It's like, that would have been a different time. It would have been just like, now this is how it works. You, know, you, you find a husband, you're with him type thing. Like, this is the thing. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But True. I agree. Yeah. It's like, that's... But she left them, you know. Well, do you do you want to hit the... You can hit the spoiler button now. All right. We'll hit yeah. the spoiler line. She left them eventually. Like, she, she left sure them at does. the end. So it's just like, yeah. obviously it wasn't like, of the times. But it's like, she he killed like the whole family. He sure did. And he, and he outs himself as it. Like, she's well aware at, yeah. the, at that point. For years. And it's she such, knows. It's such a lackluster moment of them from finally meeting. In the courtroom. And uh, even that. like it all Oh, go, in the field? Yeah, no. Like, even after that, when they're at a table, they're sitting down at a table and she comes in and she's like. Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Like, the courthouse. Yeah. Where Jesse Plemons is there. He had know. been poisoning her slowly. Uh, he yeah. gives her insulin because she has diabetes. And he and he's been slipping in like a poison, I guess. Yeah, and he's something. like cutting it with morphine. Yeah, yeah, to knock her out. To slowly just keep her in the dark. And uh, well, she was like making waves and going to Washington and bringing light yeah. to the area, and this was their way they of kill her, preventing yeah, but, her from doing that. Yeah, and eventually yeah. they were. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was such a just a dull scene of just like it just went to nothing. It just ended with nothing. And then it goes with that scene. Yeah. Well, it was just kind of like I think I just don't get why. That was the final straw, in a, in a I sense. I agree. Yeah, it's just like you firebombed my sister's household and killed yeah. everyone in it, and just you're responsible for murdering. 
I don't even know how many Osage people, but yeah. I don't know. I well, just what, I, it. what I wanted to bring up in the initial yeah. uh, spoiler thing. Why don't we spoiler? This is a big time spoiler alert. Yeah. So like the movie takes a jump at one point and this felt like such a cop out to me, such a stupid thing to do. Okay. And this is why I felt like, oh, this is, this is Scorsese's last film, <laughs> right? I'm the only one that calls him Scorsese. So like this is M. Scork's. <laughs> Shyamalan's like this is his last thing okay. because like we jump to suddenly it's a radio play in the 1940s yeah as if this whole time we've been listening to a radio play right like it's a shots of a stage shots of an audience and they're performing the old radio plays where like they'd have props and they would make noises into microphones and that's yeah. what they would live stream quote unquote stream and for some reason Jack White's on in there <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, was he? Yeah, Jack White plays oh, okay. for some reason. And it's like, why the fuck is Jack oh, White there? He's just that. doing some acting for a little bit. Okay. Unexplained. They're finishing out the story through us. Almost as if like... It's like the closing credits. Almost Instead like the having... final words coming up. Yeah. It's this. And I feel like Scorsese was like, oh, this would be cool. And no one told him, don't do that. And he's just like doing it. Right. And instead of having the final words come up in black of like, this is how many Osage were killed. It's yeah. Like they're just telling it. Right. And I'm like, whoa, this is a hard turn. I'm like, what am I watching? Like, this is not, I don't want this. This is silly almost seemingly. I think and that a, was the point though. And a bit. Yeah. Well, then Scorsese comes out. Yeah. He comes out on the cat on the screen, right? And it's like, oh, you're Martin Scorsese. Wow, we're completely breaking everything now. You're not even playing a, a taxi driver in Taxi Driver or a Passenger. Yeah. You're actually on here, and right. you're looking in the camera, and you read Molly's obituary, and it's fucking five sentences, and it just says, "None of the murder." It's almost like he was very deadpan. He's like, "And none of the murders were ever announced or solved." And right. Just fades the bike, and it's like, dude. I yeah, don't know. That's know. not the best way to do this. No. Wind River is a movie that does this better. To like, right. to like, I think shed light on it. I just, I feel like tragedy. they did that because how much of a farce the entire investigation was, and it's just like, oh, they put this play on years later, and it's just like they're making light of the whole situation, like it wasn't major. So I think it's also yeah trying to play with that. It was a very jarring decision to do that though yeah. oh, one okay. that i did not like but um it just seemed very very left field for a movie yeah. that was very just Grounded. one way and one tone the entire time mm-hmm. and it's just like what are we watching yeah <laughs> so strange um black klansman you've seen that i did that movie ends the last 20 mo- 20 minutes of that is like instead of just like text coming up it's just like footage of like lynches and just like civil rights movements yeah and like incredible footage of this hammering home the point and that's not what we got here we got, yeah, we got something different scorsese playing with toys and just i don't know i hated it. i fucking hated that i was like this yeah i was rolling my eyes at how like forced <laughs> this was I was like dude overall i i like this movie i give it a 3.5 I thought it was really well done. I thought it was well shot. I thought it was well acted. I just, like you said, I wish they had focused the movie on a different character. And just, yeah. I feel like they got Leo and, you know, Leo and Marty are buddy-buddy. So it's just like, and Robert De Niro for that matter too. So it's like the three of us are making a movie together. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, 
why don't we just make them all supporting actors? Like, who cares? We don't need to make Leo the main star of this movie. Like, this movie's going to sell. Like, it's yeah. fine. Just make this completely unknown actress in Lily Gladstone, who's incredible, just make her the main, make her in every scene of this film. Right. And it will succeed. God, she was so powerful. Um, and, yeah, I'm just, I feel, like, kind of ignorant, because, like, I had no idea, like, Native Americans ever had this kind of wealth. Did you know that? Uh, nope. No idea. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like that. Like I don't even know if we spent much time on that. Like I don't know. Right. Just... Like that's. I wish we had just gotten more of that, more of their customs, more of time with them. And I get it that they just wanted to like show the brutality that they endured, and that's like kind of the takeaway from the movie and the story. That all makes sense. I just don't think it made for the most compelling picture. Yeah. There was like, and that was what I was bringing up was that we we see a scene where Leo's daughter dies. From whooping cough. Yeah, and we, we don't even know this... what what if it's we don't know what kid it was. Remember, it was just like yeah, it was yeah. Like, which kid? One is of it? your kids died. Yeah, yeah. And it's like he's falling apart, and and like you know, like oh, like why, why are we feeling? I mean, so I, I think like we're not I just kind of feel like him. they put that in there because it's like we're watching a whole movie of all the all the Native Americans in Osage going through pain, and now like Leo's going through it for the first time, uh-huh. and it's just like kind of like. Oh, how does it feel to kind of go through something yourself? Yeah. And it's just, we're, you know, it's, I think that's what they were going for. Again, I just presume that they were going for all of these things that it didn't, all of it just didn't work for me to altogether. Yeah. But um, you just can't like undercut how like great the filmmaking is though. And oh, and that's why I wanted to talk about separately as and, like of Scorsese yeah. on one of yeah, his Yeah, it looks fantastic. It was, yeah. So well made. Some so stunning. Well there's like probably my favorite scene in the film is probably what everyone is talking about is like when the mother dies. So the mother of Molly's mother mother dies, who's okay. an Osage native. Yeah. And like she sees an owl. Oh right. And like that's pretty stunning. Yeah. And like it's a like they're in a full house, and then like we see from her perspective what she's seeing, and the whole house is empty suddenly, and there's just right. an owl in there. Yeah. And in Osage culture, if you see an owl, it means you're about to die. Yeah. And like when she is on her final deathbed, like it's such a cool shot. It's like everyone's around her weeping and supporting. And then it's just hard cut. It's kind of quiet. And it's like almost a beautiful day. Yeah. And there's like three of her ancestors there. Right. And it's quiet. I know. It was so so great. And they like grab her hand and lead her her away. Yeah. And then again, hard cut back to the same, same setting, same scene. And Molly's just wailing. And I'm like, all right, this, this and she's is just laying there. Yeah, this is yeah. so good. Like, I know that was incredible. So many great things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it ca- it captured like the the senselessness and the brutality of the killings too. Like it, were, it wasn't over the top. Like when at the end when they finally show how like her sister got shot by the two guys when they were all drunk, it was just like it was so clumsy. Yeah, and they're just leading her down. They're all drunk, and they just like shoots her once, Pop and then just that. like. Yeah stumble home and it was just like just to just it was like you know nauseating to watch that because it was just Mm -hmm. like it was there's nothing flashy about it and it was like of course he could have made it flashy but it was just like this is just senseless and brutal and to them it was meaningless like they weren't even shocked or surprised like yeah they just like did it and then they left it certainly was this is just disgusting like very cinematic no that's what i mean like we're watching a movie of a killing and it's like no it was just that was it and and i like that as well it was brutal and numbing to see that shit 
the more and more I see Jesse Plemons, the more I'm just like, why are you in movies, man? He just doesn't do it for me. Really? Like, he just like he just showed up. He just yeah. he, he he just he's stiff. He's wooden. He says his words the same voice every time, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I, agree I don't know. I feel like I'm on a mountain or on an island. Just uh, no, I didn't see Power of the Dog, but like I same way, same thing. Same yeah, thing. same thing. It's just like he just yeah. doesn't do anything for me. The like, w- I want him to like. Even that whole character and the whole FBI side of this thing was like felt completely botched and yeah. I didn't get the last third of this movie was definitely my least favorite part of this. Um, I just didn't get the courtroom scenes and why we care that Brendan Fraser and John Lithgow are in this yeah, now. Why the cameos were not even like sensational? Ca- I was like, okay, they're in this and okay, and there they why are. do we even care that he's like going to testify and then he's not going to testify and then he is going to testify and then. It doesn't matter ultimately because they all get out in like a year anyway. So it's yeah. just like, why did we have to see all the back and forth? Let's just work that into that Where's play. Just let's work all of that talk into the play and be like, Leo was going to testify and then he didn't. And yeah. then he did. Like, I don't know. Like, it didn't seem like worthy of like, wow, this is going to be a, the last, this is going to be 30 minutes of screen time. It's just him in jail and him debating whether to testify. Like, didn't really care. And that's where the it's too long. Yeah, might come in is that like For all that of this does seem unnecessary. It Cut was that out. good, but like yeah. it wasn't necessary. Um, there's a weird like personal cameo that I thought was super interesting. That like why, why? Cool for me, but why? So like the actor that played Foggy Nelson in Daredevil TV show okay. was in this. All right, I gotta look him up. Um, t- t- like in three scenes, he just was like in the house as one of the family members, and he's like, "It's just like well, that's weird." Like he got in this movie, but didn't have any speaking roles, and like why cast him? What was the casting? Do you remember him? He was one of the guys. He was certainly in this. Yeah. Like. He pops up on screen like three times, and it's like, what a weird thing to like. Why cast him? Right. You, ca- you could have cast no one as the, but you cast him, and he didn't talk. He had nothing. So it's like weird. <laughs> you know how did that even happen? So just a fun thing. Yeah. For me. Duke Duke Burkhart. Just a weird fun thing for me, I guess. Well, also like Jason Aldean, like the music star whose documentary I love this year. He was also in this too. He played. Like the sister's husband um, that they blew up oh, really? in the house, and I'm like, "Why are you in this?" I'm wondering this if is like, so weird. There's something. Have you seen a lot of Scorsese films? Yeah, I've probably seen about half. Okay, I'm wondering. I if think there's, there's been like forty. I wonder if there's something that he does that like he does a lot of. Oh, Did I say it? Jason Aldean? I meant Jason Isbell. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, he was Bill Smith. That was a huge role. Yeah, I'm just like, why are you in this? <laughs> Um, I'm wondering so if there's random. something weird where like Scorsese adds people in his movies a lot somehow, and you're just like, oh, that's a cameo. I don't know. Probably Taxi Driver had a, a main culturally appropriate person. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. As what do you give it the... overall? You sound like a two and a half, three. Yeah, it's like a three, three point five. Okay. As well. Yeah. So maybe yeah, three point five. Yeah. So. I guess it's, it feels like we should be like loving it. I know that's the problem. And that's like because this is like whoa. Well, that's how I felt about the Irishman. Felt yeah. the same thing. And it's like maybe it's not just, really. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But that's yeah. It's been a tough. It was a tough slate. 
Tough slate. This is a tough one. Yeah. You know. Especially this one. I had high hopes for this one. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's it's going to be one of the best picture contenders. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Shouldn't be, but I'm it's going to be. Even like stylistically, there was some like moments. I like that Scorsese. He'll use music as a transition. Yeah. Like he'll like. He's always done that. We'll hear the music from the next thing first before we see it or type right. stuff. And there was some pretty strikingly striking scenes in the film that right. were like. I don't know, incredible to look at. Like, just imagery was, like, insane. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't also anything to write no. home about. There's been better movies that came out this year, though. 100%. Better, you know? So, I don't know. Like, this wouldn't crack top 10 no. Scorsese at all. Really? Maybe not top 15. I don't know. But still I think, haven't seen I think Silence. Huh? We still haven't seen Silence, so... Oh, no, I haven't. No. no. I, we, we, still, we should watch that one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Silence pod. Yeah, <laughs> just that sign. Just a silence pod. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he still got it though. I think. I guess so. Yeah. Let's hope the wager's a little better. Dude, I'm gonna be in that movie. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. But before the wager comes out, what are we talking about on the next podcast? The next podcast is our 25th podcast. I like it. And uh, probably our second last of the year. Yeah. Gearing yeah. up for the end of year. Yeah, episode, we'll do an end of year. It's gonna be for fun. sure. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna have guests. We might. We might not. We'll guests will be fun. But uh, we're gonna be able to follow up on that mid year that we had a while ago. Right. I don't think. <laughs> they're called. I don't think mid-year. many things have knocked out <laughs> what's been I on the mid year pod. Oh man, it's gonna be really interesting, huh? Uh, but next week, The Marvels comes out. Uh, yes. Dave's most anticipated movie of 2023. Sweet. Probably the decade. Sweet breed. Um, the Killer on Netflix. Yeah, Fast David Benders. Fincher's return yeah. to movies. And kind of Fast Bender's return. Fast Bender's return. <laughs> no. Haven't seen him in forever. Yeah. Um, Hung, right? What was the movie sorry? he was in? Dick? <laughs> dick? Big Dick? What was it? Yeah, Big Dick Richie. Shame. Um, That's what it was. <laughs> I'm not about that. Nope. <laughs> and Saltburn. Oh, yeah, dude. Emerald Fennel's follow up. What's good with foe? Emerald Fennel's follow up <laughs> <laughs> to Promising Young Woman. Uh, dream Scenario. whole book. Dream Scenario. <laughs> okay. Starring Nick Cage. Yeah. Loki Season 2. Yeah. Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. We got some good ones coming. Mm-hmm. And maybe Foe, starring Paul Meskel and uh, Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> yes. Did you finish it? No. I got like, I got half of a Do you like it so far? I don't know. You're not liking it? I think not I am. Not digging it? I think I am. Okay, good. I think it's... Whatever. We're not here to talk about that. So... <laughs> But check us out in a few weeks. We'll be coming with you with our 25th episode. Um, As always, right into the show. If you have any comments, concerns, Mm -hmm. reasons we should be canceled, just send send us a quick Yeah, I said our Instagram earlier, but I said it wrong. What is it? Talking underscore pictures underscore a podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, have a great night, guys. Yeah, and definitely check out the House of Usher. Evan. (laughs) 